All right, all right, all right. Hey, y'all, hey, y'all. We are in the building. Come on in, come on in. It's about 10, 10 minutes late, but you know, listen, we got it straight. We here, okay? We are up in here. Y'all know what to do. Hit that subscribe button, subscribe, like, share. Y'all, we are here. It's Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, we got a lot going on tonight, 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 okay? But before we get started, Drinks up, drinks up, drinks up, drinks up to that king right there. <laughs> this drink of the night, Kiki's concoction of the night, is called Taser. And we're going to get right into it, okay? But before we do, let me introduce our special guest. He is not a stranger to the Damn Shame podcast. Y'all, this is none other than Mr. Brandon Pope. Okay, and then Pope, he hails from Baltimore, Maryland. He is a father of three, and he is the host of his own podcast, the Winner's Circle Podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. Yeah, the number one networking show. The number one networking show, okay? So y'all tap into him, the Winner's Circle. Look him up on all social media platforms. One fun fact about Brandon that I want to share with you all is that he is a Bible college dropout. Yeah, for sure. But that's yeah. okay. He know that word, right? And once you get yeah, it, in- yeah, it's a, it's a journey of authenticity. That's that's why it, it's so special. That's what it is. That's what it is. Let me tell y'all. Tonight, we got a serious topic, and we're going to try to, you know, go deep into it. Our show tonight is called Save Our Kings, and it's just another testament of the the strength, the brilliance that our Black kings have. And so I just wanted to really, really hone in tonight about how things plague us as a black community, right? I mean, down to racism, social injustice, all of these things, right? We got the, the trial going on, but the motherfucker putting his knee on his neck, yeah. and then we just down miles away, here we go, another black man, young black guy, shot, supposedly accidentally, right? Yeah. Officer Kim Porter, she went to go grab her taser and and mistaked her taser for a gun. Why do that? At? Yeah. Listen, I done been to a couple of uh shooting with gun range courses and all of that, right? Got yeah. my sister Curry, so don't fuck with me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Got my Utah license, all right? So don't fuck with me, all right? And they teach you all of these things. This lady had 26 years. Yeah. Who's lady? Karen. You mean to tell me you don't know the difference between how your gun feel, which is strategically placed on one area of your body, and yeah. your feel? Yeah. Yeah. And got this little brother on a, a, a traffic violation later to find out he had a warrant on a misdemeanor or something like that yo they stopped him because his tags was suspended or whatever whatever car he was driving and the fucking air fresheners hanging in the car 
and you're going to take your brother down and you wonder why we're so angry. Black people are angry. We are mad because it's been going on for a long time. So listen, that's my rant for tonight. We just going to get into these questions. Yeah. Brandon, how do you feel as a black man hearing stories like this? Are you desensitized? Uh, yes and no. When, when I say I'm desensitized, it's more so because I know the plan and the strategic things that they have to take us out, right? So I, I already know what we have going against us. And also, and, and this is a main theme that you're going to hear me say tonight, is that Whoever controls the media controls the minds, right? And so when I say I'm desensitized, it's because I know they're doing things like this to put fear in our community. And so that's why they keep playing things on social media. So like when it first happened, I didn't know about it. My 13-year-old son, he came to me and he said, hey, did you hear about it? And I said, no, I didn't because, you know, I try to stay in the zone to keep my spirit full of faith because, you know, we have to travel the roads, right? And so the Bible tells us to fear not. So I try to move without being in fear, but also being aware of my surroundings. So you know, I just said, man, it's unfortunate because it's another situation, another brother gone, and most likely this officer is going to get off because they're going to find some loophole and she's going to be set free. Would you say that you are desensitized with all of this? I mean, you know, we hear it so often. Is it like, damn, another one bites the dust or... What are you trying? What What are you doing? Because well, I heard. Well, for well for me, for me personally, you know, it inspires me to really take my mantle and my mission in life, right? And to inspire other people, right? Because the issue is that us and our culture, we have to be in position of ownership. We have to have people in government. We have to have a multitude of people for us to win. Right. When you look at the Jewish, when you look at the Jewish community, they have so many people in powerful places that you never hear things like this going on in the Jewish community because they got lawyers, they got judges, they got money and they controlling things. You know what I mean? So we as a people, we have to get ourselves in position so we can fight the way they fight and we can start to take charge and moving our communities like we need to. So I'm desensitized in the sense of I'm not moving in fear, but it's like, okay, marching is one thing. We we need to do all, all things, but everybody needs to step up and be inspired and move in their position of their mission. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I had just said last night on, um, I don't know if it was a chat or something, I was kind of chiming in, on one of the podcasts, just out of support, right? And I said, it is, and they were kind of talking about this topic or topic, you know, similar to this. And um, I said, it is our role, right? 
as podcasters, of Black podcasters, to use our platforms to drive the narrative, right? No longer are people, the world, really honing in on what is on these local network stations and and these, uh, you know, unless you like CNN, of course, everybody tap into that, (laughs) you know what I mean? But nobody's really looking. They're looking at what's going on in social media. So that is our responsibility as black podcasters to highlight, to shed light on the fuckery. Yeah. And to tell our own story because they can't tell it the way that we can tell it. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, too, is, is to make people aware and also inspire people and give people hope, right? Like, because it, it, as the times get closer and closer to the end, it's gonna get darker and darker, right? So it, it, it's not like it's gonna go away. So we can settle the fact that it's gonna magically disappear. It's gonna get worse, you know what I mean? So we have to be that beacon of light to say, hey, this is a safe haven. We got alternative. We got resources, you know what I mean? And so that's why it's collaboration over competition. I can come on your podcast, vice versa, and it's us sharing out resources. That's it, that's it. Tell me this, what did you say to your son when he came to you, 13 year old, saying, dad, did you see this? Cause I'm gonna tell you, none of the damn shamers have seen it. None, of, I'm sorry, none of the damn shamers who uh, damn shame podcast team have yeah. seen it. It's a lady, she wouldn't watch it. I saw it like, you know how to give the alert saying sensitive information is about to be shown. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't, I'm tired of it. It angers me, it hurts me. Yeah. It's a continuous cycle. So I couldn't watch it. Yeah. I do read the comments and all of that. I got the gist of what happened, but I did not want to see a Karen they act like she going for taser. Supposedly she yelled taser, 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 and then pulled the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, knew. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, when he came to me, because this is a conversation that we had so much in 2020, you know what I mean? To the point where when he said it to me, I just said, well, you know, most likely she going to get away. You know what I mean? And so it, it's just come to that point where justice most likely won't be served. You know what I mean? And so she's gonna get away with some mental chart. She she most likely she's hopefully she doesn't, but you know, the system is not set up on our side. All right, let me tell you this. The damn shamers are going off in the comments. Nightlife, can you tell us what they're talking about? Michelle, the indie mom of comedy, says awareness is key and knowing how to move in a room full of vultures. Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Michelle. <laughs> yeah, shout out. That's that's true. You got to know how that's... to move in a room full of vultures. You better. You know I mean? And you can't. The thing about moving in a room full of vultures, you can't move timid. You know what I mean? Because they'll eat you alive. So when my son comes to me, I don't relay a sense of fear to him. It's like, you know what we got to do. Like, we got to continue to boss up. We got to continue to move. You know what I mean? And also, this is very important, too. 
you know, because he hasn't started driving yet. But when he does, like, you have to listen to that still small voice. When something is telling you, like, maybe I should make this left, maybe I should make this right, or maybe we shouldn't leave yet. Because a lot of times when things happen, most likely something is like, yo, something told me not to go, yo. Every time, every time. I know that has happened to me a lot of times. Listen, what do you think about protests? Do you think that they are effective? Um, yes and no. I mean, I mean, no in the in the, when you say effective far as making some impact long term, no. But mm-hmm. for the short term to bring awareness to a situation, to bring light to to spotlight a situation, yes. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. not it's not the end all be all. Because even even in the protest we've seen like last year, they'll infiltrate, they'll infiltrate the protest and make it something else. They'll add the ruckus. You know what I mean? Because they control the media. So they're gonna try to control and say, oh, it's a black a bunch of black protesters from this group causing trouble when we were nowhere near those particular scenes. So that's the benefit now in social media you're able to see other angles of the true story. That's it. Let me tell you, social media changed the narrative. BLM was out there like, that ain't us. They were recording the ones that were, you know, planted in there to, you know, act as if it was a BLM, you know, incident or whatever. They're like, "Uh uh-uh, this is not us. You know, that is the benefit of social media. How ironic is it that this incident with Dante Wright, right, happens in Minnesota, right? And it happens during the trial of a police officer. Do you think that this Karen Porter, Karen, uh, Kim Porter, (laughs) Kim Porter, AKA Karen was doing it strategically to say, you have put one of my people on trial for some bullshit. So this is payback, taser, 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 and you pull out your pistol. Um, I, I would say, it, it, I would they say, mad. yeah. Yeah, you know, they mad, but I would more so say that even when it comes to to white folks, when it comes to their media, you know, they portray us as animals, barbaric. So they're also programmed as well. So when they see us, it's either fight or flight. So she knows that the situation is tense and, you know, being approached in that situation mentally she just wasn't where she needed to be because you already knew what the situation was so i think it's just more so you know also that they're angry but it's just she's in a position where she's desensitized to us being human beings she looks at us she looks at us as 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 prey and knowing that she can get away with it because to even say 
that you know you mistaken your gun and your taser when you have over 20 years of experience you're not a rookie so that doesn't even sound logical mm-hmm. i read something that said that um somebody on some national panel for the police said that this type of mistake happens uh i think this is the 10th time out of 10 years or something like that that this has yeah. ever happened and all that i i just think that there it might be a little payback if you will yeah. for um you know the fact that i my my boy in blue is sitting yeah. and being in this public trial yeah. uh you know and it also shows you the environment up there right like for this to happen doing trial you know, within a certain time span away from, it lets you know the environment up there is not right. It's not right. It's not right, not only up there, but in so many areas. You know, South Virginia with the lieutenant, South Carolina, where the the boy was just walking in the neighborhood. You know, come on, when does it start? It is this, you know, they they have this sense of entitlement. I I, I really, feel that there is this direct connection with oh let me you know what i'm not even gonna say it do you think there's a direct connection between these kinds of shootings and lynchings that happened back in the day yeah because it's the same entitlement right it's that same we own this territory you shouldn't be here i mean even with the guy in south carolina he said why are you in this neighborhood like and the young man was like, I mean, I'm going here, I'm going there. And and so this is this is where when we talk about saving our kings, like how we have to be proactive, right? Because this is where we have to have those after school programs for protection. You know what I mean? Because if that guy would have physically assaulted him, like physically he was a lot bigger than him. Mm-hmm. But if that young man was trained in martial arts, he could have handled himself if it went there. So this, yeah. is, this is where the conversation is when we talk about saving our kings. We got to be proactive. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you should be able to teach your daughter how to go to a gun range. You should be able to teach your son how to go to a gun range because they're doing it in, in their culture. They're taking them yeah, yeah, sure. guns. They damn sure are. They teaching them how to load them rifles and go out there and have a have a nice good old time with their guns. Uh, nightlife. What 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 they saying in the comments? All right. So we got KM who says, yeah, desensitized to us being human beings. You know that. And then Nicole Jackson says she totally agrees with you, Brandon. That's the effect of systematic racism. She doesn't think that it's intentional. It's racial profiling and negative stereotype. Yes. Uh, so uh, Miss Jackson does not think that it is intentional, and I have to say that it's an eight. <laughs> they grow up, yeah, us. It's in their DNA. Do you understand? It's a yeah. legacy that follows them. A way of thinking, a mindset. It takes just one family member to yeah. sway that conversation, and then. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We no, yeah. we don't. Yeah. Well, because you know, it, it even it see, it we're programmed so young. Like in school, 
when they when we look at the history books, they always start as slavery, right? So they're already programming us from the beginning not to see ourselves as kings. They're programming the Europeans, however you want to call them, they're programming them to have that hierarchy in society already, right? And so when we come from certain environments, low self-esteem, it's just piling on, piling on, piling on, single parent families, not active. And so then we go out in society and then they already see us as the aggressor. And then now we are already sometimes coming off even aggressive. So that energy from the beginning, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh. It doesn't mesh at all. And so you're not going to have a positive situation at all. Because most times people get pulled over, they're already on the defense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a damn shame. It, it yeah, really it's a damn shame. It is. It is. And it's sad. And I, you know, you're right. We need more programs for our uh youth to yeah. be able to, you know, let them know that we didn't start with slavery. Yeah. This how you conduct yourself when you are faced with an incident like this. It yeah. is many layers and dynamic to it. And it, it, it takes a village. All of yeah. us, whether we are, you know, behind this camera or we're in the chat, all of us have to do our part to say young brother, young sister. Yeah. I know sometimes they don't want to hear, oh, you OD, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, no, listen, you yeah. see what has happened. You see what's going on in the world. Do not yeah. turn and, and think that it cannot happen to you, that you can't be the next one to be on that yeah. list. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, to, and to everybody that's under the sound of our voice, like you got to understand that everybody plays a part when it comes to like some of you guys are sitting on some great ideas right that could really impact our community that could save a lot of people so whoever's listening to this if you got an idea you got a book you need to write you got anything you need to stop procrastinating get off your ass and get it done like find someone that can help you bring this vision to pass because if somebody is waiting on you right now, right? Like somebody that's losing their life out in the street could be in a program that you created because they would only listen to somebody like you. Like everybody got a story, everybody got a past and everybody's not gonna relate to me. Everybody's not gonna relate to you, but they may relate to the prostitute that was a prostitute that got her life together. Period. So that, that makes a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm telling you, it makes a difference. It does. And the, the information that you are telling us, it, 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 it's true. Get, you know, listen, I know during this pandemic, damn shameless, like, you know, I said, oh, I'm going to start a podcast, right? And just get on here and talk shit. Who knew that I would have to talk about a George Floyd incident? A Dante Wright incident, you know, there will be many more incidents, the, the 45 and his craziness. Who knew that we had to talk about a pandemic? 
But we use our platforms, we use our voice, my little iPad with little ring light, and hopefully to get a message through. And that that's what it's all about. I mean, if I can do it, yeah. <laughs> to be like, why well, celebrities say that all the time? You know, if I can do it, but it is true. Like yeah. a man from Baltimore who had little, you know, decent upbringing, but come from humble beginnings yeah. from Baltimore, black man from West Baltimore. Yeah. Tell yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's the truth. Like. You know, you, you got to think about, you never know who's going to be that Im- that person to make the impact on the person that had the big impact. You know what I mean? Like we talk about Malcolm X, but what about the guy that inspired Malcolm X to take the course? What, what if that guy didn't, you, you know what I mean? Like one water, one plant, but God give the increase. So you don't know if you plant in the sea or you water in the sea all has equal value so just do your part just do your part do your part and you might be finding your way through it can't even really understand like i you know listen week after week i don't ever really know you know what what it's gonna be like but yeah. i get here and god gives us that wisdom to deliver do you think brandon that uh there is a responsibility of the black church and black celebrities to get the message out to help with this fight oh yeah they you know they they definitely have a responsibility because it's about everybody using their platform right like you know they say silence can never be misquoted but if you ain't saying nothing which side are you on yeah who's in your pockets right and so that's why you know i love ownership i love talking about ownership because a lot of people, these celebrities get under these contracts and they can't speak on things because, you know, they're chasing the money and now you're legally tied and you can't say things to back your community because they're going to pull a sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. And that's a damn shame that you worried about the dollar, the almighty dollar. Yeah. You know? and, and that's that's where a lot of times they keep us in a chokehold. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that, you know, we want to protect our coin. (laughs) Damn shame. I mean, look at what happened to, um, what's the one that took the D? Uh, Kaepernick. Kaepernick, you know what I mean? They they tried to mess with him, but he took a stand. He got on that knee and said, listen, it is what it is, but I'm going to stand firm on what I believe. And so often do people get swayed, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. Damn shame yeah. of saying nightlife. Okay, Michelle uh, says that Dare to be King, What If the Prince Lives, is a survival workbook for African-American males, a thought-provoking 52-week curriculum teaching adolescent males how to survive and thrive in toxic environments. It's created by David Miller, um, and he is um, a Baltimore native. Oh wow! Dare to be king. Dare to be king. Dare to be king. What if the prince? What if the prince lives? That's it. That's good information. That's good information. That is what we need. Yeah. You know, to share with our brothers, <laughs> to share with our females, our little, yeah. little girls. You know, yeah. we. It is. It is the role of a black woman to, in my opinion, support 
our brothers, let me just say this in full transparency. One of my relationships, I uh, think that, you know, I, I had to go and apologize for emasculating this man, right? Yeah. And it was like, God checked me and said, you need to apologize for doing that. You know, oh, nigga, you ain't, but, 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 but. You don't hear me saying that unless I'm kind of just joking, something like that. I am making a special point to make sure that I do not emasculate our men, our kings, our princes, our, our, our you know, the, our prince. We, I, I just don't do that because it's so important. The role of a black woman is to give that support. That's what we did back when we were slaves. And that's what we have to continue now. We can't keep tearing our brothers down. Oh, you and you that that you know no. Yeah. yeah, but you know it's 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 in the media. You know that that's what get the views. So it's a lot of times in these households, there's no structure. So you you know when you look at divorce, the the number one reason is finances. You know, you you got parents working all of these jobs and, you know, because they're trying to provide a better life, but they're losing their kids in the midst of it because media is raising them. You know, yeah. like the media is trying to demasculate the man on the highest level right now. And so, you know, it's, it's all about the media. So if you're at work and, and, and they're on IG all day, they're on TV all day, because IG and all of this is the new TV, all of the ads that they're seeing is just programming them to be more aggressive. Like, you know, now women have to go out and fend for themselves. So now they're getting the message of like, why do you need a man now? Because you can go and provide for yourself. So even when they're communicating to their daughters, they're not teaching them the full story. Like, yes, I may have to go out and do this, but this is because the grandmothers are getting younger now. Like the grandmothers yeah. are dropping it like it's hot. <laughs> yeah. so, so who's teaching who's teaching the younger if they yeah. still out trying to party? Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. It really, really is. Let me ask you this. Do you think that you know killing our young men, killing our kings, killing our young boys? Um, and, you know, putting them in jail for bullshit, um, and giving them like ridiculous sentences. Is that another way, um, of separating the black family and like really wiping out our race? Because if they can't be here with us, you know, we need the sperm of a black man. Yeah. We, that's important. Yeah. Black yeah. Um, I need that. I need that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they, they get ready to blow up your inbox, literally. Um, <laughs> you know, but the, but the thing about it is when you look at the track record of how, like, when they brought crack in, and then it, it was just a trickle effect. So we're still feeling that impact of from the 80s. You know what I mean? And then so it's just trickling down. So now when men come home, you know, now they can't find a decent job. So now they're resorting back to an old lifestyle. So that's why I said that people need to activate their ideas because I've had people on my show 
that have felonies and they've been in jail, but now they've started trucking companies. They've yes. started other things to say, hey, look, I've created this business, so now I can employ people that have felonies. And so mm -hmm. that's that's what I mean. Like we gotta get off our ass and do the jobs that and, and create the organizations so when these guys come home, they can get a job, they can create a business, they can learn a trade, learn a skill. So Absolutely. now they can take their place in the household. Absolutely. You know, I just had this conversation also about how we grew up. You know, I know for me, it was, you know, I came from a single parent home, right? I saw my mother work three jobs. She didn't have time to preach to me and teach me about different things of how to grow your money and all of that because she was too busy trying yeah. to make a dollar out of 15 cents you understand what i'm saying and really trying to feed us she'll tell you her story of how you know uh, i was i had to catch a bus and 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 walk x amount of miles and yeah. pushing stroller and the rain was behind me and i was walking down the street and, and i would sit at the daycare she'll tell us all the time we can quote her story but she says she would sit at the daycare so that the daycare provider feed me and then yeah. she would come home and eat whatever you know sit around like she talking and stuff but that was she didn't have time to yeah. teach me how to grow my money how to start a business and all that because she was merely just trying to survive yeah. so now i think that we are in a generation especially with our generation where we can teach them how do you start your business you know yeah we used to do lemonade stain and fish fry and all of that but it's still i don't know for me i didn't connect the dots and how yeah. to really grow and invest and build and take that and so i think that this generation that's coming up behind us now get it how to grow you know you see them on their phones and they investing in stocks and stuff like yeah. that i believe that the, the the we're turning a corner slowly but we're yeah. turning a corner and a shift is being made so that we don't have to rely on their dollar we can spend our dollars yeah yeah because you know we we spend the most right like yes. but our but our money circulates the least in our community right yes. like the Asians, they come in, they create corner stores. So as soon as we get it, we go spend it, you know, but they circulated in their community. You know, like I went to, um, you know, Northwestern in a Jewish community. And so, you know, we got the largest Jewish market on the East Coast here. And so, you know, they circulate their dollar in yes. their community. And so we, we just got to get to that point. Like you said, we're, we're turning a corner, like even in the music, they're starting to talk about investing. You know, you look at somebody like Rick Ross, like you may not agree with everything they do because it's entertainment at the end of the day, but they're trying to make a conscious effort to talk about, hey, I'm buying wing stops because I damn sure love me some lemon pepper wings. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it's about. And it's going to take those kind of influences to really, you know, drive the point home that we have to build our own financial freedom. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And we got to stop. We got to stop looking at each other as competitors, right? Like that's why I always say it's, it's collaboration over competition because, like, you you have to really look at yourself and know that you are abundant. 
right? You have to look at yourself in abundance. And a lot of times, because we come from the backgrounds where everything is scarce, a sca we, we, we breathe this scarcity mentality. So it's like, I don't want to share with you because you might steal it and then that might take me out of business. But the law of reciprocity, the more I can give you, the more I'm going to get back. And so we got to live in that abundant mindset and say, hey, the more game I give you, the more I pull out, the more that's going to cycle back to me. That's it. That's it. I just watched somebody's live and he's a real estate investor, right? And he was just on his bike and yeah. was telling this story about, you know, look, y'all, and he was breaking the numbers down. If I go and I buy a house and I flip the house, here's what you do. The ARV, the, the after value, the this, yeah. the riding his bike, right? And I know that this is a black brother riding his bike, but I know some others that are charging thousands of dollars to share that same information. Now, I know people have to eat, you yeah. know, want to create that. But at some at some level of uh, responsibility, accountability, we must give those nuggets without thinking that we need to get a dollar out of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because dollars yeah. going to come. Each yeah. one three, four, yeah. and it's um, you're going to get it back in return because that's how God created this thing. That's how he created us, right? Yeah, it's a system. It's a system, just like uh, uh, gravity. If you jump on the top of the building, uh, whether you're white or black, if you jump off, gravity is going to pull you down. So it's just laws that work that he put in place, right? And so that's, that comes back to that abundant mindset. And so that's why we have to have programs outside of the school because the schools are designed to turn you into employees, which is nothing wrong with being an employee, but it doesn't open your mind, it doesn't expand your mind to the possibilities that are out there, right? Like I had a lady on my show, she started like a whole biochemist program and started going into schools you know, and now she's expanding the program and they're starting with kids as young as like maybe seven or eight teaching wow. them science. Like, you know, the reason in technology, a lot of black people, majority don't know about coding and things like that. So of mm -hmm. course, we're not going to be in those industries because we don't know what the hell they talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, uh, let me tell you, in other countries, they learning it in grade school. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. some I learned at college, this motherfucker's like, oh yeah, I had that then, you know, when I was in the sixth grade, well, bitch, teach me, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. and it's, it's that, about you know, that's a lifestyle, it's about making it a lifestyle, right? Like, learning has to be a lifestyle, not yeah. like a moment in life. Yeah, 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 and, and we need to instill in them that we always have, it's, it, you know, we never stop learning. You, yeah. you learning when you did because <laughs> we can yeah. all gain something from someone speaking of learning and training and all of that do you think that there is a breakdown in the police department when it comes to training um you know incidents that happened with karen kim porter yeah um you know could that have been something that's prevented you know if there was better training in the police department no, no, no. The training has nothing to do with it because it's, it's already their preconceived ideas when they come into it. So I could teach you all the best 
ideas and safety mechanism, but in your subconscious mind, when you see a black man, I can't change the way you've already been programmed to see me. So the train, we can spend millions of dollars on the training, you know, um, you know, thank God they started getting the body cams to start recording this stuff. So, so that, that helps, but it's more of the way they see us before they even come. I mean, they, they've already had this mindset five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years of age. Yeah. So your, your six month safety program is not going to erase their years of prejudice thinking. Yeah, yeah, that is a that's a very valid point, you know, and, and if I, I mean, you know, I, I totally agree, but I think that, you know, even that six months, drop them in an environment, don't train them out in, in uh, Idaho where we ain't there yeah. and, yeah. you know, drop them in an environment. Because our, our mannerisms are different, right? Like our, in our culture. We could walk up on a situation and be like, no, nah, they playing. They playing. They, they could be really arguing, like, no, nah, you are. But we like, no, 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 they, they playing. Yeah, they playing. Look, 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 yeah. look. He's smiling now. He's smiling. But yeah. to somebody that's never been in a high stress environment where we joke a lot, we play, we get serious, you're looking like, oh my gosh, they're getting ready to fight. Pull your gun. So that's, yeah. that's what it's like, for instance, I'll tell you this, right? I, I moved to Oklahoma. Like when we say Bible college dropout, I moved to Oklahoma. So this is the first time I was in an environment where I was around nothing but Caucasian people. So, you know, I'm a friendly person. I wasn't raised racist or anything like this. So I'm just having a conversation with them. And the only interaction they have with us is through the movie Friday, through certain movies. So they only get this perception of us. And it's like when they meet us and they be like, everybody's not like that. Like, no, everybody's not like that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's a damn shame. But yeah. you're exactly right. They only get to see what's on TV if they have not been dropped into that environment. I remember being in Vegas and getting on the elevator, and the little girl was like, Look, mom, she's black. Mm-hmm. Look, mom, she's black. Yeah. And the mom was like, You know, like, you know, pulling her close or whatever. And I said, Yes, I am. Yeah. yeah. I- you yeah you yeah. know um so I, I can't i don't know what the history the story behind all of that is but what i can tell you is that we need to embrace those opportunities yes yeah. i am but don't fear me hello little girl yeah yeah um and, and it's just so we gotta do our part in educating and you know, letting them know that all of us are not animals. You know, shit yeah. is well everywhere. Jeffrey Dahmer's ass was white. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. You know, the, the, I think it's somebody they looking for now in in our area in a white van, and they say it's a white man, and he trying yeah. to duck uh, 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 kids that are twelve years old. You yeah. know, white. Yeah. Yeah. Watch your damn kids, okay? I'm gonna drop their asses off. I'm not. I'm not for your kids. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about body cams, right? And the whole idea, the whole concept of that is to kind of, you know, assure us that they're following the proper protocol, right? Mm-hmm. 
you hear these stories of, oh, the body cam wasn't working. Oh, they forgot to turn the body cam on. The body cam goes to a mainframe. The mainframe could be erased. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's So how effective really are these body cams? Well, you know, nothing is 100% sure. It's just one of those things where it's a step in the right direction to maybe capture something. Like, it's definitely not the end-all, be-all. Because like you said, if they want something to disappear, they'll make it disappear. You know what I mean? And they'll drive it in the media to the point where if you hear it 30 times, then they'll try to make you believe it. You know, that's why you just got to turn that shit off because all of that shit is just trying to program you for one big lie. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Nightlife, we got some comments. Yep, sure do. Uh, Miss Jackson says she does think she she thinks that the policing approach is more violent compared to other countries. She said, and that could be fixed. But she does agree that the underlying issue is the racism and the prejudice. And then the question is, what should our black churches do to help with this whole situation? What should our black churches do to help with this situation? I'll let my guests go first. Oh man. You know, they they a lot of them they gotta start thinking outside the box and connecting with the younger generation because a lot of the big churches, the, the senior pastors and stuff, they're older. You know what I mean? Like no nobody's coming to church or you dress in a suit like you know, I know other places that have 20,000 members, you know, the, the pastor comes in a button up, he may come in a hoodie, because we got to get out of this, this idea of a look and start yeah. looking at inside of a person. So that's one, they got to start thinking outside the box. And they got to start collaborating with a lot of other organizations that are out here doing positive things. Like, it's a lot of, uh, 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 what, what you call it? a lot of separation in the church because you don't speak tongues i'm not going to associate with you you believe this part of the bible so i'm not going to believe so we we got it's a division that's what I, that's the word i'm looking for it's a lot of division in the church so we got to put those differences aside and like some churches that may believe in speaking tongues and may not they need to come together because they may be great with uh, uh impacting the youth and you may need something from that member of the body of Christ. That's why it's the body. That's it. That's it. You talked about how the pastors are uh, dressed. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've had that discussion. And um, how they're living. I, I'm gonna and say how they're living. Right. Yes. And so, so that's why I always say Bible college dropout, because I wasn't ready to make that commitment. And yeah. so a lot of people are in these positions because their father was one, so they feel obligated. But you got to be honest with yourself because it's a lot of people that are looking towards you and you could really take their salvation at the end of the day. Like, I didn't want to look myself in the mirror and be like, okay, I'm not living a certain standard. And so I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to go through with this. If, if my heart is not in it, I, I'm not going to be fake. You know what I mean? I'm not going to stand up there and be hitting every woman in the church. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the I think that is a, it's, Yeah. It's a time and place for everything. It's a time yeah. where they need to be robed and their cross and all of that, right? Yeah. But there, there are more times where they need that hoodie on, those yeah. jeans 
on and just giving the message. Hey, and be out in the street. Like you, and be you out in the street. Out. You gotta get out the building. Get out the building. That's it. Let me tell you, there's something about the pandemic has really, really, really blessed the black church is that we couldn't be in the building. We had to use these social media platforms. We were forced to change our perspective. Yeah. Traditional church in the black community looked like. That's signed by God. Do you understand? Make anything happen just for rhyme or reason. He wanted the black church to connect with people because we all need it. Young ones to the old that have been going to church for years yeah. just tradition out of formality oh, i'm gonna sit here because that's where i'm supposed to sit and i'm only going to speak to the people that are on my row and yeah. all that. no we are called to be so much bigger than that and it's the responsibility of the black church to be more relatable to deliver god's word let me tell you every time damn shame podcast does a show we open in prayer. Before yeah. we go live, we open in prayer. That is so very important. And when the message that producer lady prays about is that she hopes, we hope that God gives us the words yeah. to bless somebody. In all of our, you know, yeah. Uh, um, what is it? Uh, what is secular ways. Yeah that we we still give a message that will well, because jesus was out with the people like jesus was out with the pimps dogs, and the weight movers like he was out in the streets like he would sit down and break bread with you you know what i mean like he didn't live his life with him every day but he wasn't praying all day he was out eating he was out eating, he was talking, he was being relatable. And that's what we are called to do, not only in the church, but to use our platforms to do that, to connect to somebody who needs it. I ain't all of this down your throat. I'm just saying, look, I know he blessed me. And here's what I can tell you about how he blessed me. And if he blessed me, I know he's going to do it for you. I know that the black church will will, will uh, stand firm on creating programs that are allowed for everyone to be reached for the message to be heard to everybody. It's just so important. And I think that this pandemic has shifted. I mean, you hear churches opening back up and all of that, but it's still not to the capacity. They still have to have the social media platforms and all to reach these people, young ones, to the older ones it's yeah. necessary and and we have to the, the church the black church the celebrities podcasters everybody in the comments we have to do our part to tell our own story to change our narrative yeah because ministries don't look like they used to anymore like because your, oh. your podcast is a ministry now you know what i mean yeah. that's it yeah that's what it is that's what it is and don't ever get it twisted yeah. This is a lot of good Lord, you understand? Yeah. And everybody on this team, a lot yeah. of good Lord. All right, yeah. make no error. Here's what I want to ask you. Do you think Black people have some level of PTSD that we are living with? Oh, yeah. 
for sure, for sure. What does it look like? What, what, um, you know, some, some, sometimes it could be over aggression. You know what I mean? Like if I'm, if I'm ever, if I'm ever pulled over, I'm just playing it cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying why you stopped me. What's up? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to elevate his defense mechanisms. You know what I mean? I'm going to do the proper protocol, you know, keep my hands where I'm can see. I'm not going to move fast, you know? Um, you know, so some, so sometimes that PTSD could be just over aggression. You know what I mean? Because it's just like you seeing so much of it in the news that you like, yo, this could be my day, yo. I'm not going to let him get up on me before, you know, you know, so you, you already tense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or it could it could be in reverse. It could put you in a state of fear where it makes you timid. You yeah. know what I mean? It comes a yeah. time where you have to stand up for yourself. You have to be assertive. You don't have mm -hmm. to be overly aggressive, but you have to be assertive. So it's a fine line. It, it, you could be over or under, but we got to find that balance. Yeah, you know? definitely. Definitely. We come across, they'll say, oh, uh, she's angry or he's angry. And I said, please don't say that. You yeah. don't know well enough to know when I am angry. But what you can know and rest assured is that I am highly spirited yeah. and delivery comes from a place of that in that, you know, I, I'm passionate about the things that I say, the messages that I'm giving. So yeah. no, angry, angry is not this. You know, listen, I read them like OMG. Yeah. And, and that's that. where like, learning, learning human behavior is, is a great thing, like for both sides. Because sometimes, you know, even if you're the same color, same culture, like sometimes women can just get catty with each other. Like a black mm -hmm. officer could pull you over and she just not having a bad day and y'all could kind of get into it so yeah. like you said it's very important for you to read the situations you know what yeah. i mean to at least try to alleviate as much as you can but it still doesn't excuse anything crazy but try to alleviate as much as you can absolutely absolutely you just uh drop something in my spirit about emotional intelligence mm. you know how we have to train these young ones on having that, what it looks like, what yeah. you know, how to react in certain scenarios and stuff. Even though you could be both, my mother used to say, "Listen, don't ever let them see you sweat. Mm -hmm. You go bathroom. This is, you know, don't cry in front of them people. Don't you go in the bathroom. You get yourself together. Do whatever you need to do. And when you come out, you're poised. You hold your head up, and then you know you keep moving. But you mm -hmm. don't." let them and i have adapted that mindset that way of uh moving uh throughout my whole life i yeah. had to let them see you sweat yeah yeah that's very important absolutely do you think the core of all this i think we talked about fear and they you know but why do they really fear us when they have so much more they have more resources more opportunities well it's said that they have you know, they're, they're giving things on a silver platter. Why fear us? Because they're programmed to. I mean, like I was watching a um a cartoon with my you know, youngest sons. And I think it was like Zootopia. And it was like um the walls. And, and they were kind of like depicting 
like the certain animal species to be vicious. And so they were lying because they were doing certain things to kind of dictate it. And it was like, it's, it, even when you look at the cartoons, it's just like all of it is, is, is they're programming you to be in fear or to think you're superior. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times, because you got to understand the higher ups are the ones that the puppet masters. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that 1%, that, that group that nobody knows, but they're the billionaires pulling the strings like the, the pandemic. Oh, did I say the pandemic? I'm sorry. That's <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the pandemic. Uh, listen, we could go yeah. on and on about that now. And that yeah. is a damn shame. Yeah. Really, really is. I'm telling you, listen, every time that you join us here at Damn Shame Podcast, you always dropping so many nuggets. And, and, and when I thought about saving our kings, I said, I got the right person for this show. And I, I appreciate you coming on, uh, you know, being willing to share and have authentic, candid conversations because people need to hear this. We all need to hear this. It's always yeah. something that we can um, learn from one another. So, so Brandon, tell them how, tell the damn shameless how they can get in touch with you. Uh, you know, I'm mainly on Instagram, uh, Pope the Blueprint. That's my last name, The Blueprint. I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. Um, so that's where the blueprint came from. Um, but just Pope the Blueprint, um, you know, uh, the Winner's Circle is my podcast, you know, where I focus on Black-owned businesses. My goal is to connect with black owned businesses in all 50 states um so right now i'm at like 16. i've, I've been able to network and connect with 16 out of the 50. and so you know it's all about like when you think about the chipman circuit and how you know we were able to go around and start to network and spend money and so that's that's part of my mission now you know what i mean so that's why i said using my podcast like a ministry i'm not preaching but I'm just doing my economic, you know, empowerment through connecting, you know. So that's where you can find me, Instagram, Poke the Blueprint, um, you know, and, and, and so I appreciate you having me on, you know. Absolutely. So you, you have this network. Um, when do you, um, are you on, you're on podcasting platforms, right? Yeah, I'm on Spotify. Um, what's the other one? Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, okay. you YouTube and subscribe to, to, you know, I have over like 140 episodes that you can tune into, um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about striving for like 200 episodes in the first year. Hey. Um, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just messing around with it. I got like three months left. And so I might, I might strive for that, but you know, who knows, who knows, but That's I'm going to tell you who inspired me though. We talked a little bit about DMX at the beginning, right? And so, like, like you said, you're a huge DMX fan. And it was like when he passed, it, it touched me here, right? Because his whole life, he just gave you everything he had. You know what I mean? And so when I, I, it, it took me a while to start listening to his music as he passed because he put his full life into his music. 
And so it's like to honor him, like we just gotta keep going and, and, and keep speaking from our heart. Absolutely. You know what? I, I honor DMX because he um, wasn't afraid to be raw and transparent in his love for God. Yeah. That's what it's all about. You know, at any given time, he could drop a prayer. I listen to the prayers now and I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, they were so deep yeah. and so real and authentic and all that. Regardless of his message and his music and all of that, he spoke from a place that was really true to who he was, attesting yeah. to his love for God, despite all of the shit that he was dealing with. I can't wait to do a show on, you know, substance abuse and what that looks like. Mm. All have been impacted. We yeah. all family members who have been impacted. So that's coming soon. That's coming soon. I got to get in a place where I can have that conversation because yeah. it is dear to all of us. And I want to make sure that when I do it, I do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So listen, y'all, you can find Damn Shane Podcast on all social media platforms. Listen, thank y'all for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Brandon, thank you so much for being here. This won't be the last time. You are no stranger. Look, you like family, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting to be on the winner circle. Shit, am I a winner or no? Nah? <laughs> well, you got to answer the messages I'll be sending you. No. Oh, well, you, look, that's, we got, a damn, that's a damn shame. Now. That's a damn shame. I'm going to do better. <laughs> no, you coming on. We, we, damn we messages. <laughs> no y'all but thank y'all for watching thank y'all for tuning in every week we are here on youtube 8 p.m eastern standard time i love y'all for watching out